Leonard from the shotgun takes a snap. Quick look to the left. Talks to Ron straight ahead, trying to break a tackle. He does! He's got a first down and more! 30, 20, Leonard! Touchdown! My goodness! And the Blue Devils have the lead! Unbelievable! Unbelievable by number 13! Taking it over! It's emergency podcast time, Duke fans, because we have an emergency on our hands. The Blue Devils have shocked the college football world, as you just heard that that amazing call moments ago of Riley Leonard's huge touchdown. The touchdown heard around the ACC, heard around all of college football. The Blue Devils have defeated the Clemson Tigers the first time in, I don't know, I, I should know this, first time in 15 years, no, like 20, 18 years. Donald, how long has it been? Jason, the last time we beat Clemson was on a Matty Brooks field goal in 2004. That was the date. At at Wallace Wade. But Jason, it gets even better. This is the first time we've beaten a top 10 team since 1989. You know which team that was? It was was Clemson. Clemson. (laughs) And that was under Steve Spurrier. It's the first time since 1936 that we've beaten Clemson by more than 10 points. And is the first time in the history of Duke football that we have beaten a top 25 team to open up the season. This is where we're at on Labor Day night at 11.30 p.m. on the East Coast. I love it. Sam Klein is also here with us. Sam, you got what, what, what do you got, man? <laughs> I, I have so many things. First of all, happy birthday to my sister. Uh, she turns uh, 31 today. She was not around the last time Duke beat a top 10 Clemson team. I was. I was around. I was uh what six months old or so roughly (laughs) roughly when that happened uh you know i i haven't been on guys yet to talk about the all the realignment stuff going on i we we haven't done it we haven't done it either we haven't we haven't done the whole yeah we'll get to it we'll get to it we haven't done that yet but but i just want to say that um if it turns out that clemson's bid to go to the sec gets denied because of this game i could not (laughs) you know just just pour one out for for poor dabo swinney just you know you hate to see a guy like that lose a game i sorry excuse me (laughs) Pardon, pardon me. I, I'm sorry. I must have gotten, the, <laughs> gotten something stuck in my brain there for a second. Wow. Wow. But, but also, but but also, also, you have the fact that, you know, again, we'll get about the realignment, but Clemson is one of a few schools that have been talking about this merit-based program of revenue sharing. You know where the merit's going tonight? It's going to the to probably replace the, the going to Durham. Not to, not to the, the merits going to Durham, baby. <laughs> not to the not to the apparently top ten team that managed to score seven points against an unranked opponent in week one with the whole offseason to prepare for it. I mean, what what a gutty performance by Duke where look and and you'll if you if you watch the you know if you watch the highlights from this game if you if you look at the stats if you read the commentary after the game we're recording so soon that there is no there's no quotes yet. Um, yeah. We haven't gotten a Mike Elko press conference yet. You will not hear Mike Elko tell you that Duke played perfectly this game. Duke let no. Clemson drive deep into Duke territory multiple times. Duke committed multiple stupid mistakes that uh, they were not committing last year at all. And yet Clemson managed to outstupid Duke, uh, which is normally the case in the classroom, but was especially true on the football field tonight. Well, well, I, there are a couple of things I want to say related to that. Uh, first of all, the, the first half was like an abomination. Um, Duke completely outplayed Clemson. 
first half somehow managed to be behind seven to six because when we got inside the 20, when we got inside the five, we couldn't knock it in because we made turnovers and in really inopportune moments because we were committing offsides penalties, procedure penalties. That is just so characteristic of a Mike Elko team. And, and I will tell you, I know a lot of Duke fans who probably felt similarly to me, which was, Hey, great that we're in it at halftime, but this feels like one of those games that Duke football usually loses. Oh, we were close. We held it close for a while, but we just kept on making mistakes. And when we make mistakes and the other team doesn't make mistakes, we don't win those games. That's the history of Duke football. Guys, you talk, Sam, you're talking about your age. I'm older than you, <laughs> considerably older than you. I'm 56. <laughs> I've been watching Duke football for four plus decades now. And that has been the story of you know what? That was not the story tonight. And that's the incredible part of this game. Part of it, part of it was Clemson screwing up. But part of it was Duke showing resilience, Duke showing fire, Duke being in the right place at the right time, and this team taking an attitude from its head coach, which is, uh-uh, we don't care about the past. We are the future. It's not even the future. They're the now. The, like, we talked yeah, about this right. a couple of days right. ago where they said, this team has been so confident in saying, hey, we don't care who we're facing. We feel like we can beat them. And the fact that, the, again, we talked about how, you know, having months of preparation, this being the very first game on a Labor Day night, you know, on ESPN, everyone who was watching college football all weekend had one football game to watch, and it was this one. They knew that they need to be ready. And, and Mike Elko said before the game on t on the broadcast that, he needed to uh, he wanted this team to come out with a week four mentality like, hey, get where the stupid mistakes. And, and like you guys said, we had stupid mistakes. Riley Leonard didn't play his best game that we have seen him play in a Duke uniform. He, you know, for, at least from in the air on the ground was a different story. Of course, you heard the uh, the call at the beginning of the of the broadcast of our show. But I think what pulled it together is hats off to our defense, our defense. Every single time it felt like in the second half, Clemson got into the end zone, into the red zone. We made a big play, and man, some of those plays were absolutely enormous. And it's funny, people, you know, the neutrals are talking about that targeting penalty, which might have, in a way, that's a, been that's the a yeah, hey, that was play. a crazy play. It's a crazy play. It like it, it it's going to be redefined. Like they're going to have to. That's probably going to be something that towards the end of the season they're going to re you know establish how the targeting penalty is enforced, but that stops a drive that, Hey, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, Oh, if they get that first down 15 yards, they're going to score. And then it's a closer ball game. And instead we score on the ensuing possession and it's ball game on, on the other end. Incredible. And to reiterate, Donald, to reiterate, could not have happened to a nicer guy than Dabo Swinney, that kind mm. of, of, you know, officiating, you know, rule book, nonsense just what a damn shit you know the other the other thing donald is that um duke's defense we you, you talked about how riley leonard sort you know he had he had a couple highlights from this game the uh the, the big touchdown run um probably the biggest highlight for duke in this one but i mean wait, wait so... hey, sam that 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 touchdown run that's top five plays of the of the entire weekend the opening weekend of college football easily and one of the yet... top five plays he was down in the backfield i mean like that was incredible. And then, and then stiff armed the guy going into the going yeah, into the <laughs> And yet, and yet I actually think that you could argue it was like the third or fourth most important play for Duke tonight. Blocking field goals, uh 
forcing fumbles, getting that, getting the interception there right at the end to to ice this game. There are so many. Well, the scoop um, in return, the scoop in return was, the, the, I mean, that's right. But by the, the way, guys, if I can really quick, have you guys looked at, I'm not, you probably haven't. ESPN has their, you know, little game flow thing, the chart of how they get on that scoop and return prior to that. Duke, uh, sorry, Clemson was like a 65% favorite to win the game. Literally that one play flipped it from Clemson 65 to Duke almost 80%. It literally goes from Clemson has, you know, 65% chance to win. ESPN says, oh no, this one play happened. Now we think Duke has almost an 80% chance to win. It was unbelievable. Very quickly, Sam, you were talking about Dabble Sweeney and how this couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Did you guys see what happened before the game? Uh, or what what we did before the game. So Dabble Sweeney, I guess, was talking to the media about how, you know, the visiting locker room is so far away from the field at Wallace Wade Stadium and that he's like, I, I hate that we have to run all this way just to get onto the field. So what Duke did was put a bunch of, like, inflatable playhouses and, like, inflatable, like, dolls, like the big, you know, big, you know, Duke Devils and stuff in the path of where they had to run just so he understood that they were entering a funhouse. And if they if they can't have fun with running an extra 100 yards, then they're not going to have fun once they get to the field either. And man, when you do something like that, I'm glad you back it up. Like that, like the the team performance, they were ready for this game. The students, shout out to the, to the Wade Wackos, as we call them, uh, and, and Wallace Wade, they showed up, the, the team showed up, the fans showed up. Man, just an electric night for, for Duke football. Guys, we have to take a really quick break when we come back more on one of the biggest, biggest wins in Duke football history. We will have that after the break. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Springtime is the season that's supposed to feel like a new beginning. We have better weather and it feels like everyone gains a boost of energy. However, for many... Leaving winter behind doesn't always mean that their mood lightens up with the extra sunlight. We all carry around stress, and that stress can build as more events get added to your calendar. That's certainly true, Donald. And with the amount of social gatherings increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist and help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional, licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Duke Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Duke Roundup. We're back, and oh man, <laughs> where else can we go on this? I'll, I'll, I'll get us started on one topic. Biggest win since. Uh, I, I would say this may have been Duke's biggest game 
Duke's biggest individual game since the the Peach Bowl about a decade ago or so uh, against Texas A&M. I was at that game. That was like the most fun I've ever had at a Duke football game, even though we ended up losing the game. Uh, but I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Biggest wins? Donald, do you have a biggest win since what? I'm going to go more recent. I'm going to go with that UNC win over in, in 2012, uh, the one at Wallace Wade that not only you know gave us the 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 bell for the first time in God knows how long, but it yeah. also sent us to the postseason for the first time in God knows how long. Just that that you know that Jameson Crowder you know catching it and just falling. Oh, into unbelievable! The it's it's the it. I mean, this game feels bigger than that. But like when you go back to like the pivotal games and. In Duke's recent, you know, football history, you got to go back to that 2012 game. And really, like, you know, there, there's an element of like that UNC game, the the Peach Bowl game, the other UNC game, the UNC game from the 2013 season when Duke clinched the Coastal Division. RIP the Coastal Division. But yeah, <laughs> uh, like all all of those are sort of you know are are fun and exciting and and encapsulating. If if Duke ends up I don't know. We're not calling them divisions anymore. So I guess if if Duke ends up back in the ACC championship game as a result, and I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but if way Duke ahead. ends up <laughs> back in the ACC championship game as a result of this game being like the springboard to that, this game will have become more important than than either of those Carolina games or that or that Peach Bowl game because uh, this was Duke. Potent, you know, every every college football dynasty you know, it goes through its, it's in all sports, all these dynasties come to an end at some point, you know, it, Clemson is not, does not have a birthright to being a top 10 uh, college football program. Look across the arc of history. Yes. Clemson has been good a lot more than Duke has. Uh, I, no one's, no one's denying that, but Clemson has not always been the top of the pops in, in college football. I've talked before about how uh, Clemson could not have gotten luckier with when they timed in terms of the conference realignment and the NIL and all this kind of stuff. Clemson could not have timed this rise to power any better if, if in the end they do end up in the SEC or they do end up in the, you know, the college football super league. But if I, I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to exaggerate here when I, I I am you know making a little light of it, but there is a world where this begins the downfall of the Dabo Swinney era at Clemson. Yeah, uh, and and you don't know you know the 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 one that I think unfortunately Donald that people like to bring up is like Michigan losing to Appalachian State. Uh, mm -hmm. There are examples of this all over uh, college sports. Duke beating Clemson to to open the season in a weekend when when Clemson was ranked in the top 10 might be the the beginning of the end of the uh, of of Clemson's reign atop the ACC and 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 near the top of college football and if this is what prevents Clemson from from bolting from the ACC the same week that Clemson voted against the expansion that uh that is going to bring all kinds of schools that have never seen the Atlantic Coast to the Atlantic Coast conference <laughs> I I just think the 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 poetry irony. it's irony would man. be would be too much for me uh, a, a man of of limited sort of artistic uh, uh, you know creativity on my own I I can't even fathom a a thing like that so so let me comment on the biggest win since thing because I think to some extent we may not be able to track this because yes. there's a difference Tracking, in yes. this game. And all those other games, the, those UNC games we talked about that made Duke Bowl eligible and helped Duke 
to to win a conference title. Those those were not played as the only game on television on a national network. There's no other football. And by the way, football starved America. Which is, which is not to ex- which is not to excuse anyone for scheduling this game at 8 p.m. on a Monday. No, which is no. an insane time to have a game. But continue. <laughs> yes, but football crazed America. We've had opening weekend. People who are still jazzed about the return of football. This was the only game they could watch. Uh, we look. The game just ended 20 minutes ago. We don't know what the ratings are yet, but I guarantee you. This is going to be the highest rated Duke football game, certainly since they were in the, uh, the the conference championship game. This may be, it's possible, this is going to be the highest rated Duke football game, you know, in our lifetimes, which I guess would be ever. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it'll probably go up against. No, it'll be the ACC the, championship game. That's going to be it. Yeah, or, one yeah, of the maybe, or, or that, you know, the game, the the season kickoff we had against Alabama, where all three of us were at the game in the press mm-hmm. box. I mean, that was that probably that also one, got huge ratings. The but, A&M, the the, uh, the Peach but Bowl, everybody yeah. turned A&M. off that Alabama game, right? If yeah. you were watching that Alabama game on TV, you didn't keep it on because they beat the pants off of us, which is. Yeah, but they kept it close for a the A&M game, the A&M <laughs> game where we played Johnny Mansell and basically, again, we're going toe-to-toe for them for the entire game until like the last like two minutes that was probably a comparable like ratings but again for me it's not guys, even about the rating guys it's the about field the... at wallace wade stadium is full of people right full now of people but like, <laughs> yeah full so, of people i will tell I you guys i didn't even know that the stadium held enough people to fill the field i will tell you guys it reminded me of the first win that i saw at duke it was it was unfortunately it was this it was the first game of my junior year i went freshman and sophomore year without seeing a football win and as you both know and some of you guys out there i worked for the football team in the video department so when that game happened and it was ecu we finally are about to win and we start jumping down onto the field and no one knows what to do because it's been two years since we've had a victory and literally people rush the field and they're like what do we do do we start with the goalpost? do we go to the middle like do we, so again shout out the, you know the, the 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 students that were there because they clearly knew what to do they had a plan they knew not to run onto the field immediately they kind of lined the the end zone um with students until the final whistle they had all those things down those little things that again when i was a student we had our first game a big game like this where you you open up the season with the win we didn't know how to handle it uh and these kids clearly know how to handle it because this mike elko era has been phenomenal thus far and again every time I think that the one thing that I hope for from this game, no matter how big this game is over the course of the season, because again, we have, you know, a whole season to go. I hope tomorrow, I know tonight people are talking about the downfall of Clemson. I hope tomorrow they talk about the rise of Duke football under Mike Elko and talk about how good they played and how we deserved to beat Clemson tonight. I think that is the real story. It's not going to be written tonight but I hope it is written at least over the coming days where people kind of look back and go, Hey, Clemson may, may not have lost this game. Duke might've just went and took it from him. I love it. I love it. Hey guys, before we go that a few guys, a few players, we've already talked about Riley Leonard's incredible run. I, I thought he did, even though his passing statistics were not that stellar, 175 yards on 17 of 33 passes. 
despite that, I thought he was doing the best he could because Clemson was in his face, in his grill constantly. He took a pounding that Clemson, I, I said in our preview, Donald, you'll remember this. Clemson's got one of the best defensive lines in all of college football. They were in the Duke backfield this whole game. I thought Riley Leonard kept his composure. He, his ability to know when to throw the ball away, let, let's, that, that is a big deal. That is that is the way you keep your team marching down the field is not making those kind of mistakes. I thought Riley Leonard did an incredible job at that. I, I wanted to mention our, our running backs, Jordan Waters and Jacquez Moore, both average more than five yards per carry. I thought those guys were ripping off a number of really, really nice, nice plays. And Jordan Waters had had that long TD that was basically that 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 one that that sealed it all up. It was all done after that. And and, and on defense, uh, the Duke defense. We cannot overstate how well they played in this game. They were incredibly aggressive. They were hitting hard. I mean, hard against a Clemson team. I mean, Will Shipley and and uh, who's that other uh, uh, Mafa Mafa whatever that dude Mafa, was. Yeah, Mafa man, that dude that's a big boy. I, I wouldn't want to tackle him. <laughs> and the Duke defense was they just they were running around like banshees. I thought they were great. And lastly, we didn't mention his name yet. Jalen Stinson. He's the guy who scooped up and ran it back for 60 yards or so. He got caught by the quarterback. <laughs> I'm sure that the Duke kangaroo court's going to be a little bit like, you were, you were out in the clear, man. You could have run it back for a TD and you got caught by the quarterback. So he may get a little something for that. But Jalen Stinson, just a huge, massive, unbelievable fumble recovery. So, you know, hat tip to him. These guys, it, it just an incredible, incredible game. When they when they look at this play in film, and you know, you know, they recap some of the highlights and stuff. Yeah, his team's his team's gonna you know give him a little ribbing, but how he got caught by the quarterback. But the great thing is they're gonna be ribbing him after an incredible play um, that again was after Duke one won. of the most pivotal plays, if not the most pivotal play of the game. Twenty eight to seven. Duke won. <laughs> Twenty eight to seven. Like going away. Hey, the only time the only time Clemson scored is when we muffed a punt on our own 18-yard line. That is the only yeah. time that Clemson scored in this ball game. It'd be a shame if the bus just left Dabo and he had to take that long walk. You know, he just hates taking a walk. Well, he likes running. <laughs> he likes to I mean, run. He really hates to walk, though. You know? Yeah. It's just such a so I I can't I can't do this. I can't do this seriously late at night with the realignment <laughs> stuff going on and, and Duke upsetting, you know, the, the top 10 Clemson in Durham. And that's just, that's absurd. You can't ask me to, to do analysis <laughs> right now. What is, what, 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 what complete and utter madness world is this? Oh, I'm, I love I'm it. so sorry. This is great. Well, with, with that, we're going to sign off here on emergency edition of the DBR podcast. Shout out to I the mean, to the yeah. best to the best equipment room in all of college football. That's Duke football. Those Dang are my man, brother. <laughs> I love it. Uh we will be back very soon. The next couple of days we got to talk conference realignment. I- I'm sure there'll be some basketball news. We got to preview what's coming up for this football team. Duke's got that... to Duke's got Duke's to refocus and beat Lafayette this week. You know? <laughs> yeah, Lafayette. Yeah. Trap game. Duke, 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 Duke did a good job of not looking ahead to Lafayette, but now they gotta now they gotta, you know, get some sleep tonight and focus. I don't know if shooters is open on Mondays. Hopefully it's not, so these kids can go to bed and I'm, I'm sure someone's know. running to shooters to open to unlock the doors. Yo, Porter Wilson, Duke's punter, Porter Wilson had an incredible game. Five punts for over 50 yards per per punt. I'm predicting against Lafayette, 
Porter Wilson does not get on the field more than maybe once. I, I predict that that someone will buy Porter Wilson a few Bud Light seltzers at Shooters on Saturday <laughs> night. That's my that's my guess. I like it, Sam. All right, for Sam, for Donald, I'm Jason. This has been the latest edition, the emergency edition of the DBR podcast. Oh, Clemson, go home. The Blue Devils have arrived. Duke Band, play us out. Take us home to Wally Wade. What? I said good night, Dabo. Good night, Dabo. <laughs>